are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Daniel, again, chapter 3. been good to be in the house of God. Amen. Amen. God moved in our midst this morning in in spite of us. And God is moving tonight as well. It's one thing we don't want to do is try to replicate what God did. Let God do it. Amen. God did it differently this morning. God's doing it differently tonight. But I believe God's in it. And I believe God is being honored. The fact that you're here, God is honored. And I was thinking about the songs that have been sung. And just the theme of it is basically God is saying, why don't you look to me? Why don't you just look to me? We started it in my heart this week. Confirmed it. My, my, my daughters were not scheduled to sing tonight. But they were asked to sing. I didn't tell them what to sing. I told them what my message was. And they they told me, oh, this is what we're singing. God did that for a reason. God doesn't do accidents, amen. So God knows what we need tonight. And just the songs and just the spirit of the services. And I trust that God will continue to do that. I pray that we'll disappear behind the majesty of our God. It is all about Him. Amen. And you know, that's easy to say when things are really going good. But you know what? When things are not going too good, it's still true. It's still all about Him. And uh, praise the Lord for that. My heart is full. I'm full tonight. Because God... Is good. And this is a blessing to see God's people in church. By the way, I believe God is in heaven with a big smile and saying, Thank you for honoring me. And Daniel chapter 3, and Pastor, thank you for the opportunity. I love you, Pastor. I mean that. Starting in verse 12, we're going, basically going through the passage again. We know the story. The idol was set up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not bow. Verse 12, there are certain Jews whom thou set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. The Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if you be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, 
and dulcimer and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we, shall not, we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than he was wont to be heated. Basically it says, get it as hot as possible. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them in the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake, and said unto his counselors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Yep. They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the son, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Our Heavenly Father, we love you. You are a wonderful God. And you are the God. Of all gods. And God again you're the king. Of kings. And lord of lords. Again father please. Help us to bring glory. And honor to your worthy name. We thank you for salvation. I thank you for Calvary. I thank you for the word of God. I thank you for heaven. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your goodness. And kindness. And mercy. I thank you for your truthfulness. God, it's impossible for thee to lie. I thank you that you care. I thank you that you're coming again. I thank you for the bright future ahead of us. I just thank you for who you are. And Father, please glorify thy name. And as I prayed and asked, dear God, may we be lost behind the majesty of our God. For thou art worthy. Amen. Amen. And I, I mentioned, I believe, what God is trying to get to us today. And the fact that God says, I want you to keep your attention at me. This morning was, uh, I guess you could say, the cake. This, is, this would be the icing. Amen. I don't have to be long. And uh, this morning was the wrapped gift. Tonight is the bow on that gift. Just to close it out. And, uh, but I believe this is where God wants us tonight. This morning we were in the book of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I, I, don't, I don't sense I'll be bombastic tonight. I don't need to be. I just need to be able to convey God's message to us tonight. And uh, 
they, they were brought before the king and the king said, is it true you're not going to bow down to my idol? And they did not try to find a politically correct way to respond so as not to offend the king. They, in fact, their response was, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. I mean, we don't have to think about it, O king. The decision, the, our response was already made many, many years ago, back when we were still in Jerusalem. And you're not going to change that. You can ask all you want to, but guess what? It's still going to be the same answer, O king. There was no way they were going to bow down to the king's idol. It was not an option. Compromise was not an option. It did not matter to them that the potential loss of everything they had uh, because of their devotion and love to God. It mattered not to them at all. They were totally dedicated to God. It was not about them. It was all about God. And their life revolved around God. Oh, would to God that would be our testimony. That our life truly revolved around God. And that God truly is preeminent in our lives. You see, it's easy to say that until you're tested about that. But may God grant us the grace to allow God to be truly preeminent in our lives. And so they answered the king and, uh, you know, uh, uh, the king was kind of uh, uh, even had a jab at the end of his question, uh, uh, at the end of his uh, speech there. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, O king, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, if it is the fire, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, but if not, be it known unto you. We're still not going to bow down to the idols. Amen. And, uh, but our God is able. By the way, our God is able. Our God, there's nothing too hard. Is anything too hard for God. Amen. Thank you for that song. There is nothing too hard for God. And God is able. And by the way, because he's able, we can believe him for the great things. And have faith that he will do it. But if not, he's still God. Amen. But if not, he still cares for us. Tonight we'll continue with the story and get a little, a different side of who God is. Something about his character. This morning we saw the majesty of God. The awesomeness of God. Tonight we'll talk a little bit about another character, another side. The mercy of God. We'll key in on the king's question in verse 15. He said, And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Tonight, I'd like to answer that question. Tonight, this morning, we saw, well, he's the almighty God. He's the one that's able to do anything that we ask. He's the God that is worthy of our worship regardless of the consequences. That's who God is. But tonight, let me give you another character of God, and that is his mercy. Nebuchadnezzar was an arrogant, egotistical narcissist. The way he challenged Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? And may I say, perhaps there are people that are watching who have the same question. Who is your God 
that you insist on going to church? Who is your God that you insist on serving Him? Who is your God that you give your time and money so that the gospel can go out? Who is that God? Perhaps there are those listening who have that same question. And perchance the governor gets this message. And perhaps the governor says, Who is your God that you insist on going to church? Well, Mr. Governor, I'd like to answer that question today too. Perhaps our mayor, Mayor Gilmore, is listening. And perhaps mayor... Your Honor, you're asking the question. Why are you so bent on coming to church? Who is that God? Well, Mayor Gilmore, I'd like to answer that question. To our chief, I have the privilege of being one of the chaplains for Santa Clara Police Department. It is an honor for me to serve in that capacity. We have the greatest men and women in the police force of this city. We honor the police force. But perhaps the chief, Chief Nikolai, you're over there. Perhaps you get the message. And you're asking, who is that God that you risk all these consequences? That you want to come to church and risk all these things? Who is that God? Well, chief, with all due respect, I'd like to answer that question. Perhaps there's the one out there or maybe several persons out there that have been turning us in and say, who is your God that you, you get to go to church? Well, to you, let me answer the question tonight. I'd like to tell you who that God is. You see, our God is a merciful God. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Ezekiel 33, verse 11, Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? I have no pleasure, God says, in the death of the wicked. God is not in heaven waiting to see who he can kill. No, sir. God says, I don't have pleasure in that. But God says, I do want you to turn from your wicked way. When Jesus was rejected, his disciples wanted to call down fire. In Luke chapter 9 and verse 51, and it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, Wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner or spirit ye are of. Our pastor has that spirit. You hear him say that. He says, Our officials here, I don't, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. I pray for them. He said, You know, and, and I wish I'd be more like pastor. I'm more like James and John. <laughs> God sent down the fire. But you know what? That's not the spirit of God. And that's not the spirit of our pastor. And we ought to want them to get saved. Because that's how God is. God says, I have no pleasure 
in the death of the wicked. And by the way, let me, let me just say, perhaps our officials are, are listening or maybe get this message sometime. Our God is merciful and God is long-suffering. But don't wait too long. But don't wait too long. Our God is a holy God. And he will judge. But he's also long-suffering and merciful God. He will call us to him until we turn him down for the last time. But then that would be our fault. Not his. In chapter number 2 of Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And, and we'll go through the life of Nebuchadnezzar here. And, and just look at the mercy of God. Yes, our God is almighty. Yes, our God is powerful. Yes, our God is strong and able to do anything we ask or think. But our God also is merciful. And he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And he did not know the dream. He forgot the dream, but he wanted his wise men to tell him the interpretation of the dream. Daniel 2, 3. And the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Syriac, O king, live forever. Tell thy servants the dream. Give us something to work with, O king, and we will show the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. I can't remember it. If you will not make known unto me the dream or the interpretation thereof, ye shall be cut in pieces, and your house shall be made a dunghill. If his demands sounded unreasonable, it's because it was. they were. That's not how you do it, at least according to the magicians, the wise men. The magician pleaded to let him know the dream, but he said, I don't remember, you know. And you know the story, he got so angry with the wise men that he ordered all the wise men killed. Daniel heard about it. He went to the king and asked the king for time. He said, I'll come back and tell you the interpretation. He went back to his friend, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and says, let's pray to the God of heaven and so that God can give us the dream. Daniel 2.26, the king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was, uh, uh, they prayed and God gave the answer. They tell the king, they come back to the king. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshaz, art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret which the king had demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. So he, told, he tells him. And the king was so happy. Verse 46. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel. And commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet orders unto him. By the way, we will see the progression up to the time when finally Nebuchadnezzar realizes who God really is. He was impressed with Daniel. And in the verses following, he makes a decree about the God of Daniel. It says, the king, verse 47, the king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods. And a Lord of lords. And a revealer of secrets. Seeing thou couldst reveal the secret. He was saying that God was just another God. Implying that there could be other gods that could do other spectacular things. 
we move on. In chapter 3, of course, this is where we're at, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And God delivers these three men from the fiery furnace. And after he delivers them, Nebuchadnezzar says in verse 28, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angels, delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god, the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language should speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no God that can deliver after this sword. In chapter 2, God was just a God among other gods. In chapter 3, God was their God, the God of Shadrach, the God of Meshach, the God of Abednego. He was their God. But in chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar's dream hit very close to home. For seven years, he is to go insane and eat grass like an animal. Verse 25, chapter 4, that they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee to eat at grass as oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dews of heaven, the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee, till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of man, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. I read a uh, historian say, uh, it told us how, how many years Nebuchadnezzar ruled, and there was a seven-year period in there that there was no decree or action that came from him. Seven years. In chapter 2 and 3, King Nebuchadnezzar was arrogant, proud, and self-centered. Something happened in chapter 4. He was no longer proud. He was no longer arrogant. I'm reading verse 29. At the end of 12 months, Daniel already told him the dream. He says this was going to happen. Unless you get right, he never got right. Verse 29. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, Is this not great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in, his, in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. And they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee, until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and give it to whomsoever he will, Mr. Governor. Madame Mayor, Chief Nikolai, Dr. Cody. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. By the way, going back to that, I just said that because I know you're asking. That's why. Just clarifying that. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. 
And he was driven from man and did eat grass as ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven. Till his hairs were grown like eagle's feathers, his nails like bird's claws. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven. And mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored him that liveth forever. Whose dominion is an everlasting dominion. And his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven. And among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? At the same time, my reason return unto me and for the glory of my kingdom. Mine honor and brightness return unto me and my counselors and my Lord sought unto me. And I was established in my kingdom and excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven. All whose works are truth. And his ways, judgment. And those that walk in pride, he is able to obey. Your honor. That's who the God is that we serve. In chapter 2, God was just a God among other gods. In chapter 3, God was their God. The God of Shadrach, the God of Meshach, the God of Abednego. But in chapter 4, God was his God. He saw what he was compared to God Almighty. At the end of seven years, after looking down all this time, for seven years, he looked down. And at the end of seven years, yeah. he, looks, hey, he looks up. And it's never the same again. Isaiah, in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, who each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of one door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of Lords. Seven years, he ate grass like oxen. He looked down upon the earth. Seven years. Refusing to acknowledge his arrogance and his pride. Seven years. But after seven years, he's had enough. He looks up. And says, I'm nothing. Some people never get saved. 
because they look at others and think they're not so bad. And Mayor Gilmore and Chief, Chief Nikolai and maybe the governor, if you're watching this, may I tell you who God is? God became man, born of a virgin. He lived a perfect life. God became flesh. And on Calvary, Jesus Christ died on the cross. Not because he was a sinner, but because he was carrying our sins. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Mr. Governor, Mayor Gilmore, Dr. Cody, Chief Nikolai, the way to go to heaven is the same road anybody else will take. And that is to humble themselves before God and realize that compared to God, we're nothing. And there's no amount of good works that will ever forgive our sins. Somebody had to die for our sins. I am a sinner just like you're a sinner. And because we're sinners, we deserve to die and go to hell. But I'm not going to die and go to hell. Because on September 14, 1986, I heard an old-time preacher preach, amen. And he told me about the Son of God who died on Calvary, who paid for my sins. And at invitation time, he says, those of you that want to come, and accept that Savior once you come forward. I came down there. I did not know what to say. I said two words. I believe. I believe I'm a sinner. I believe I deserve to die and go to hell. But I believe that Jesus died for all my sins. And I believe that if I trust him, he'll give me eternal life. And on that day, I became a child of God. I'm going to heaven not because I'm good but because Jesus saved me. Who is that God that you worship? That you insist on coming to church for? Who is that God? He's the same God that died for your sins as well as mine. He's the same God, actually, that wants you to get saved. If you're here in this room or perhaps watching online, he's the same God that wants you to go to heaven. But there's only one, and there's no apologies to this because God's not going to apologize for this. There's only one way to heaven. You say, why do you want to go to church? Because we want other people to come and hear the good news of salvation. Amen. That's why church is essential. In fact, it's probably the only essential thing there is. Amen. When he looked up, he couldn't stand it anymore. He says, I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored him that liveth forever and ever. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. We'll never get saved until we realize that we're nothing and that he is everything.
God placed us in this passage today, I believe that we might get a better glimpse of him, who he is and what he can do. Let me finish with another thought, and this blessed my heart. I mentioned this morning that perhaps there will be the fiery furnace ahead. We don't know that, but perhaps. There's a thought that came to my mind as I was, I was actually looking up a song. I said, I, I like that song. Let me look it up. Well, I was looking it up, the, a title. I came across a title, and I started thinking about the title. Daniel 3.23, the Bible says, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Three men went in the fire. Yeah. Daniel 3.26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fire furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. Three men went in the fire. Three men came out of the fire. Where is that fourth man? He's still in the fire. You go into a fire, he's already there. You're going through the fire, he will be there. You're coming out of the fire, he is staying there for the next one that's going into the fire. He's still in the fire, amen. Woo! Praise God. I, I got that thought. I said, Whoa, what a God we serve, amen. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. If it's through the fire, through the flood, God said, I will be with thee. Three men went in the fire. Three men came out of the fire. Where's that fourth man? He's still in the fire. And he'll be there for you. If it's our turn to go in the fire. What a God we serve. God is able. Anything we can ask, God can do. And we can believe him for great things. We can say God will. But if not, the choice has already been made. We are staying with God because He is the one true God. The whole day has been God saying, Look to me, see who I am. And to those that are not saved, you don't know for sure. By the way, we have no ill will, we can't. That's not Christian. We want you to get saved. And God says, if you, want to, if you get saved, it's because you look to Jesus. But don't wait too long. Because God's mercy and long-suffering will run out. But today is the day of salvation. God wants to save us. And for us, born again, let's love God with all our heart. Mind, soul, body. Let's love God with everything we got. You'll never regret it. And God is worthy. 
Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.